How are you doing, man? Good. It is nice to meet you. It's good to finally meet you. Yeah, in, in person. person. In person. Officially. Officially. Yeah. Um, so why don't you tell everybody what your name is and a little bit about yourself? I am Brock Urich, and uh, I just moved to L.A. two and a half months ago. I spent eight years in New York, eight and a half years in New York, and then two years in Ohio for the pandemic. And then after two years, the world started opening up and I was like, now it feels, feels like the right time to go to LA. So yeah, I'm a actor, filmmaker, writer. Uh, what else do I do? That's about it. And yeah. where are you from? I was born in Columbus, Ohio, yeah. and then we moved to... We is who? Me Familia. Uh, we moved, my dad moved us to, my mom and dad moved us to Dover, Ohio, which is two hours east. So I grew up in Dover, Ohio, till I was 15. Then when I was 15, my dad moved us to Florida. So I finished up high school and college in Florida. I went to college in Orlando, studied acting in college. And then after college, it was either LA or New York. So I went to New York to go get my ass kicked. And uh, I was there for eight and a half years. What do you mean by that? I, there's a, a, a general, a, a very general idea between like New York and LA. Yeah. And it's like, New York is hard. And I kind of went with that idea. I was like, it really is like, if you can go to New York and if you can do it in New York, you can do it anywhere. That's that famous saying, yeah, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, come on, Alicia yep. Keys. Uh, so, so that's really, like, that, that was the idea that I had. I was like, I don't want to go to LA. I want, I want to, not yet. And I was like, right. I want to go to LA with New York credits. I want to like come to LA after I've been in New York. You want to um, be a New Yorker in LA. Yeah. Whatever more, that means. more prestige. Yeah, but like, yeah, but like also that's not, it's not real. Yeah. That's like, people are obviously like LA is like, I'm here now. So it's, it's amazing. It's incredible. But I just wanted to go to New York. Every time I went to New York and visited, I, I went to New York a couple of times in, in college and I just got so excited to be there. It was so like be like walking into Hell's Kitchen. Like I stayed with a friend, uh, with a friend in Hell's Kitchen. And I was just like, so like, I want to be here. Yeah. And I had been to LA too. And I was like, LA is cool. I guess. LA seemed scarier to me. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm lying to myself. Maybe I'm like, no, I was just scared of LA because it was so far from everything that I knew. It was on the West Coast and it was so far. And New York just seemed so much more like you don't have to have a car. Right. You can walk around. And I had a couple friends that lived in New York. So I felt like, so maybe I'm just like lying to myself and I'm like, no, I wanted to go get my ass kicked. But I was like, it seemed like kind of, it, was, it, it felt like the right decision. Yeah. Another thing. Uh, I was doing a musical in Orlando right before I left. It was, it was like my senior year of college and I was doing a musical called Alter Boys. Uh, and there was a couple actors in that show who were from New York, who had spent time in New York and then came to do the show. And to I was talking with them and I was like, what is it like to be in New York? And they were telling me like, oh, it's so cool. It's fun. It's exciting. You do this. And I was like, yeah, I think that's where I'm going to go next. I think that's where I'm going to go. And so and what, what I did. What age was this? I was 22. Okay. 22. Yeah. Yep. So you were, you were young, but you weren't like young, young. No, just fresh out of college. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. you were drawn there. That makes sense. I mean, it's, it is, it is closer to Ohio a bit. It's probably somewhere you had been, but maybe it was a little more familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's still a difficult city to move to, you know, it's a big jump. 
Yeah. Yes. It was, it was scary, but it was, I was sort of in a point where I said, it's either now or never. Right. It just felt right. It felt right. What did you want to do when you were imagining yourself there? You were doing a musical. What was the, I mean, you're this like bodybuilder kid from Ohio, right? I wasn't bodybuildery. I was fit. I was muscly. You know, I did like little fitness things here and there, but I look at doing back, musicals too. I was doing musicals too. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I was doing that, but I, I really moved to New York thinking I was going to do, cause we did musical theater in college. So that's really, maybe that's another reason why. And what I, college what, did you go to? University of Central Florida. Okay. UCF in Orlando. Okay. UCF. Uh, I thought I was going to go to New, go to New York and I thought I was going to audition for musicals and be on Broadway. And I was sadly mistaken <laughs> when I went into these audition rooms and I remember sitting in an, in an audition room and Big Nick, pond. Nick, <laughs> Nick Adams was sitting right in front of me and I was like, I know him. I just oh. saw him in Priscilla and he goes in into the room and like starts nails wailing, it. just nails it, wailing his face off. And I was like, I, like, I need to get out of here right now. I need to go home right now. And I'm, I, I'm like, I he couldn't have let the, the less experienced people go first. They didn't just blow him out of the water. No, he was yeah. like, yeah, no, he's like, he's like, I'm going to teach you a lesson today, kid. And I was like, yeah, lesson learned. I got it. Uh, but it really was like, and it was hard because you identify, I, I went to college for musical theater and you just like, that's me. That's who I am. I'm a musical kid. I'm rent wicked all the stuff like, uh, and then you go to New York and for about a year, I really tried to do musical theater, and I, I just, I, I, I was lucky enough to find a manager who just like she, like, believed in me, and I still have her to this day. She's still my manager, uh, Serena Esposito. What's up? Uh, and I had to call her one day, and I was like, "Please don't send me in for musicals anymore, because I, I, I really want to like, I, I feel awful." After going into to audition, my voice was cracking. I couldn't. I was so nervous, and I like, I got such bad feedback. What was um, the ner- What were the nerves? Because you'd done it in college. Did you feel like you just weren't up to up to that level? Yeah, like, for I singing. Just, yeah, I just you get in your head and you hear people make comments and. Um, what were the comments like? I don't. Somebody made a comment about how I wasn't meant to be singing, and you know. Oh. <laughs> Like someone said I was That's a terrible singer. Yeah. But like, constructive. I just, yeah. Yeah. But you like at some point, they you, Simon Cowell you. Yeah. A little bit. Um, and you know what? It's totally fine. Like I, I, uh, it, it got me to like, like, I'm, and I know like sometimes, yes, you got to follow your dream, but also you need to know when, like where your strengths lie. And I always felt so good acting and not singing like I was always some people some people truly feel their most authentic self when they're singing and I was so in my head when I was singing because I was thinking like I don't think I'm as good as this person and I know what they're thinking that's not fun that's not a fun feeling whether I'm a great singer or not I didn't feel good doing you didn't love it I didn't I didn't love it now what got you into it then Okay, when I was in middle school, you were better than the I kids was, in middle school. I was I was like the one kid that could sing. I we did like a little. It's like did, being good at football in high school and then realizing, oh, dude, I was at a small high school. Yep, <laughs> like I was actually really like and and I think like like years of weightlifting and screaming and bartending and all that stuff. Like my voice is not like what it used to be when I was a kid. And when I was in middle school um, and even in high school, I was like I could belt, I could sing. I was actually mm. like a good singer. 
Um, and I just think like over, as time went on, I my voice just didn't hold up. Right. Um, and you know, singing's fine. If somebody asked me to be in something and sing, I'd be like, okay, this is what you're gonna get. Like I'm not, I am not actively pursuing a singing career. But all of that training, all of that musical theater training, and learning how a song, like 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 singing a song, sitting there, all it does is help you become a better actor. And I used it to become a better actor. And I always felt so good, and I felt so secure, and I had the most fun doing scenes, scene mm-hmm. work, and being comfortable in front of an audience, and just like living in this present moment with this other with an actor. It kind of reminds me of like when you see like a big actor who does like a musical, like Pierce Brosnan doing Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. He's not a singer, but he did it, and it's probably fun. Yeah. But his main thing is acting. Yes, he can. It's not his, yeah, main thing, but he can. If you need yeah. me to sing in a scene, if we're doing a movie and right. you need me to sing, I can do Versus it. Versus trying to do that as like your, that's it. I'm not doing, yeah, I'm not doing what Nick Adams is doing. Oh, no. Yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. So, but yeah, like it was, it was Shout all. Out Nick just, Adams. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's like where I was at. And then I, I, I did, however, uh, start going in for on-camera acting classes. And I was like, this was around the same time. In early New York, my early New York days, I was taking online or on-camera acting classes and doing scenes. And um, and I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and, and it brought me back to, it brought me back to my love of film and movies, uh, just like we were talking about you know, earlier yeah. when we were kids watching movies. I, this is kind of how I explain it to people. I, I remember when I was a kid watching movies and saying, I want to be in that. I don't, I'm not watching the superhero movies like, oh yeah, I'm Spider-Man. I'm like, no, I want to like be Spider-Man. I want to be like, I want to be the actor playing Spider-Man. I want to be the actor like on set. I want to be in these movies. I want to be in where these movies are made. And, um, and then my friend and I, my, my best friend, childhood best friend, we would like take the video camera. We made our own version of Blair Witch. We made our own little version of like, you know, different things, movies. We made stupid little movies. We would do like a fake newscast and we would pretend to be news anchors and just be stupid and rewatch it and laugh. Um, so being on camera was always like a really fun thing. And then you get into middle school, high school where it's just theater. Right. So you're like, oh, I, I should be doing theater. And then you, after college, you're like, oh. It's not theater anymore. It's back to film. And because we didn't have film stuff in middle school, high school, college. Right. There was no film class. School or anything. There was, yeah. there was performance. There was like, there was musicals and plays. So that, it, like, like doing, getting back into film acting in New York was like, this is, that's what it's supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you started out as a kid in Ohio. Um, what was that like? Growing up there. Like? What was that like? I don't know. Uh, I I love Ohio. I my goal is to have, buy a cabin in Ohio and die in that cabin. That's my goal. Um, but not now, but like die like, like yeah. No, I, I hope you. I I, I had hoped. I got you ten meant, years left. <laughs> I hoped you meant in the future, far future, not not like. I want to like. You're have looking a, next week for a cabin. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. go euthanize myself. Yeah. Um, no, I, I uh, no, I want to have like I I love Ohio. My family is all in Ohio, and um, I didn't appreciate it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't think any kid appreciates where they are as a kid. Like you know, you're Probably too young. Not. Yeah. So I was always dreaming of living in California and living in somewhere else and doing movies. And I'm like, ah, you know, stuck in Ohio. But um, 
it was, uh, I lived, we lived in the country. We had like the Creek and we had the woods. Oh yeah. Yeah. We yeah. had like, so, we were, I was so lucky to Were like, you on Dorsey? I was, well, that was a big sigh. A, that wasn't very. <laughs> I was a good combination. My, my 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 friend and I, you know, we would spend the night at each other's houses, and he also lived in the country. He so lived the flannel the, is not; it's just an act. This is bullshit. This is uh, <laughs> this is. A, I'm a poser. Um, we he lived on the other side of the town, but he also lived in the country. So half of the time, honestly, half the time we were playing video games. We loved video games, and we were little eight year old, nine year old, ten year old kids playing video games. But then also we would go and hike right and we really would go like there we had the creek and we would go spend the day out in the woods pretending we were ninjas and you know fighting and jumping off of hay bales and climbing tree i love climbing trees and i love we we had like a little so you had a pretty normal childhood even though you were out in the middle of nowhere yes for the most part yes yeah. yes i was yeah. very very lucky to have i had a fucking great childhood yeah you weren't like you know pushing carts on a farm no yeah no we did have a lot of animals and i did learn a lot of great uh i, I learned a lot of great lessons like we had a lot of goats and we had many dogs and cats my sister was like a big animal kid and we had two horses so i remember getting up at 5 30 in the morning in like third grade to go feed and water the goats before class so we did a I did some of that and we did learn like the importance of taking care of things that you need to take care of and living creatures. And, right. um, so that was, you know, that was always cool. And we, I was always up around dogs. My parents, um, you know, my, my dad would take dogs from the shelter and train them to be adopted. So that was, yeah, that was a really cool thing. So we always had like, you know, dogs from, from coming in and out and, um, yeah. So that's where you kind of develop. I, I, I know just based on my limited knowledge of you, I know you have a passion for dogs and oh, rescues. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. I'm a fucking crazy dog guy. So that's guy. kind of where you got it from. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You got a lot of things from your dad. Yeah, I did, actually. Um, and it took me a while to realize that. A lot of therapy to learn that. Interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, my dad's fucking great. I, I love him to death. And But we, I mean, like every son and father, we had a, a rough like time yeah um he was and we had a rough time because we are exactly the same oh. uh we are exactly the same like it's scary and i realize the more i get as, as i get older the more i'm like oh yeah yeah we're exactly the same but uh but yeah like i he he brought me to the gym he was a bodybuilder so i watched him compete when i was a kid i would go to shows and um and just like see him compete on stage which was awesome and uh and so he t he brought me to the gym and got me into weightlifting and taught me how to weightlift. What year was this? Or what age was this? So he was comp I think I was I'm 33 now. So he I was 10 years old when he competed. From like from ages 10 to 11. He did like he competed for maybe 2 years. Okay. He was always lifting. He was always a big jack dude. Um, but he competed in shows for a couple years. Right. So I was like 10 11 years old when he was act doing shows. And then uh, when I was like 13, 14, we had, a, we got Bowflex in the, in the garage. So I was just like, I would try to look like, um, Goku and Vegeta and, yeah. and, yeah. and I was like, I want to look like a Dragon Ball Z character. And then when I was 15, we moved to Florida. So my, my dad moved us to Florida when I was 15 years old. And I was like, okay, I was always kind of a nerd in Ohio. I felt like, like I wasn't big into sports. I played video games and ran around in the woods. <laughs> so, so moving to Florida was like, 
okay, this is a, a chance to start new. I can sort of let that weird, dorky, awkward Brock kind of go in the past. Here's my chance to start over. And so I... Was that difficult? I went down to Florida kicking and screaming. I hated, I hated leaving Ohio um, because at that, by that point, I had like learned to appreciate Ohio and I had a good group of friends. Up until and I was what like, age was this exactly? Roughly. So I, it was right before my sophomore year of high school. That's hard though. You've oh, already developed. Sucked. Yeah. I mean, if it was, cause I, I had gone to different schools between junior high and high school and it was hard, but it was like, man, you know, after, after a bit there. Yeah. But if I had had to leave midway through high school, I mean, you've already developed those relationships and now you're just getting yanked out. Yep. Yeah. It That's was tough. hard. It was hard. It was really, really hard. But you know, like you adapt like that, you don't have a choice. And so you adapt really quickly. Um, and so I just found, I, I joined the swim team and, uh, and you, you yeah. fucking taught yeah, swim. Like you yeah. swam for how many years? Oh God. I was, I think when I started, I was in, I want to say fifth grade and I stopped. I was in going into college. Wow. So I mean, it was that whole time. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot it of was, swimming. It was a lot. That's why I stopped. Yeah. It was a lot. It was too much. I swam yeah. for one season. Yeah. <laughs> I learned how to do the, the butterfly time, and I was like, time, cool. I, well, and I was the only kid who knew how to do all the strokes at the beginning of high school. So I got stuck with doing all the hard stuff. So I got like the I am, I got the, the butterfly, I got all the other things the, that were. The word I am makes my stomach <sighs> turn. The 200 I am was my like thing. Oh. And then the 500 free was my thing because I was the only kid who could go that far. Yeah. And I, I was, I was decent. Well, no, I did club too. In the club, the 500 free isn't even a thing. It's the mile. You do the mile. So it's like, three of them Ugh. and you're swimming in an Olympic pool. So it's the, it's double the length, yeah. more than double the length. So it's, it's like you have to, I, I used to kind of like that cause I hated the turns. Yeah. You could just kind of glide yeah. as you're going through the, you know, the longer like lengths. But I mean, there's nothing I, I, I love the summers swimming, you know, practice in the summers and doing all that. Didn't love it in the winter. You know, I didn't love if being there at five in the morning or six in the morning yeah. and, and every day or every other day and yeah. being sprayed with the cold hose to get in, like to force us to get in. They'd, they'd like spray us because we wouldn't, we'd be like all kind of trying to wait. And so it was just this, it's not the <laughs> most, it's, it's, you know, it's like every other sport in, in that age group, junior high and high school was like, you know, yeah, you do practice after school. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, and they're, they're doing like their laps and shit, but it's not, it's not like... We had to go. We're the only guys who had to go there before. Yeah. Morning. Do weights and swimming and then school. You're wet, which was, that's the part that I didn't like. I didn't like being wet, drying off, sitting through my first three classes, smelling like chlorine. Yeah. And then that, that was the, that was probably the, if, if I could take that away. Yeah. Go to a nice rich school with a salt pool. It would yeah. be, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have been so bad. I mean, they, it was the only sport where there's no cancellations. You could have it'd be pouring rain, and I mean, I always love swimming in the rain because it's just it's just kind of cool. Mm -hmm. But every sport to come on the intercom, baseball practice canceled, football practice canceled, basketball you're inside and they yeah. canceled it, and swimming still on. You know, it's yeah. like and it's like we're still there. Yeah. Light they have lightning and you're supposed to cancel it, and the coach would be like, "Well, it's pretty far away." Oh my god! I'm like, there was a day when there was some kind of wind storm or something, and had knocked out the power so that the, the, the pool was just like dead. It wasn't like circulating and things had like, like chairs and shit had fallen in the pool. It had been blown from God knows where yeah. it had been like, like taken in. And, um, 
He's like, tough um, it out, kids. No, yeah. No, no. Go, go, <laughs> in. go dive down and grab it for us. Yeah, yeah. And then keep going. Yeah. Like, it was, it was the most, like, it... it, it it, that's it, how it, I would be it, if I was a coach, though. It made me. Yeah. <laughs> that's you're how I would be. You're like, you're standing it. in your parka outside yeah. the pool, cry, yeah. cry no. for me, kid. Yeah. No, I mean, but 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 I mean, it, it taught you dedication on the one hand. It also made me a lazy piece of shit on the other hand for certain things because it made me learn how to do find loopholes. So if the coach isn't watching, maybe just turn around right now. You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's you know there's different yeah. things. So that was the biggest thing. That yeah. was really the. Um, you know that was that was the the good and the bad. Yeah, it, it taught me how to to do things I didn't want to do, and it also taught me how to get out of how the to things get out of things you don't want to do. Yeah, so it was totally. just one of those things. But um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I I, I definitely uh, it, it was a tough thing. Yeah, so I can I can feel your pain a little bit. A little, yeah, for that one season. I, yeah, I got like one Since little season. Left. But you, uh, you were that kid that just like disappeared. Yeah, where'd he go? Well, well, I got a job at Gold's Gym. Oh, and nice. I just started weightlifting. Yeah. I was like, no more. I'm not doing any more, you know, sports or anything like that. I just wanted to weightlift. Yeah. So that was a high school for me was either practicing. Like we did musicals in high school and I was the president of the theater club my senior year. But a I was, lot of mixes of contradictions. I know. I know. But <laughs> like, just, like, like I say, well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I like, I like to kind of. Did you tell your friends at Gold's Jamie had to go to theater? Oh yeah, they yeah. All, yeah they came to my shows. I was it's like, so, if you don't so come funny. see my it's musical, such a, like, it's such a clash of cultures. Totally. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like I also like I, I, uh, I don't know if I was cool, but I was friendly, right? And I liked to be friends with a lot of different people. And yeah. I there were the cool dudes that wore Abercrombie and they did football and everything like that. And I was like, I was like second tier cool. Yeah, you know. And I did musicals, but I also was like, I'm cool. I go I drank on the weekends with the, you know, we went to parties and, and, um, and then I also like got my friends into the gym for free. So that was like, that kind of gave me some points, some, you know, some, yeah. Yeah. So it was, I had a great time. Like people talk about how high school was hell. And for me, middle school was hell. I got bullied mercilessly in middle school. I was weird. I didn't, I couldn't connect with any of the boys. I was like friends with the girls and I didn't know how to function or how to do anything. Right. Uh, and, and then and I was like, I didn't, but I, I didn't play any team sports, but my eighth grade teacher, Mr. Riker told me, uh, I needed to run track. And I was like, okay. <clears throat> and Cause he saw me doing, I, I was in gymnastics as a kid, like extra, like outside of school. It was like a little gymnastics studio and I was in gymnastics and Taekwondo. So they had nothing to do with my school. So nobody at school, I, I knew you did. I it. was active, yeah. yeah. But like they didn't. There's something about like being on a team with those your sports, classmates. Those sports aren't really in your social circle. No, yeah. They, they yeah. Nobody those. Nobody from there. Like that's how went swimming was for me for the first half because the junior high. There's not a swim team in junior high. No, there's not a swim team in elementary school. There's but not a swim team high in. school, you're yeah. you're swimming with your high yeah. school classmates, right. and that's where you build that friend circle, and that friend circle gets really tight. Right. Um. So. It wasn't until eighth grade when I ran track where I was I was running track with like a group of dudes and they're like, Hey, we're hanging out on Friday. You wanna come over? And I was like, Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then freshman year I wrestled and I became friends with the scary wrestler dudes. And I was like, they brought me they took me in under their wing. And that's when my dad was like, Hey, we're moving to Florida. And I was like, I just started making friends. 
And he's like, you've been, you've told me how much you hate, you know, being here. And I'm like, I don't now. Yeah. Thanks for listening then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, so he, he brought me to Florida, but it turned out to be great because I got to go, I got to do a ton of theater in high school. What part of Florida did you move to? We did, we went to Cape Coral, uh, which is by Fort Myers on the Gulf coast. Uh, the SpongeBob camp, SpongeBob camp, the camp corral, coral. Camp, Cor- Camp Coral or Camp whatever Cor- that, that, yeah, that cartoon Cape is. Cape Coral, sorry. Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's like Camp Coral. I huh? lived in Bikini Bottom. Yeah, interesting. Uh, <laughs> this just got weird. Yeah. No, uh, so it was Cape Coral. And then I went to high school in Cape Coral. And then I went to Orlando. And I was like, I guess I'm just going to do theater in college. Yeah. That's all I was good at. And that's all I wanted to do. So I went to college for theater and in Orlando. And then after college, I went to New York. Interesting. Yeah. I, I got in my car. I went home for Christmas. I drove up for Christmas uh, and then New Year's. And then I, I drove. I found a sublet um, in Astoria, Queens. And I drove my car into Queens on like the day before New Year's. So I spent New Year's of 2012 in New York City with friends getting fucked up. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's what we do. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then I got into acting class in, in New York. Uh, I, I learned about the Stella Adler program and I was bartending and one of my, like, like one of the professors from Stella Adler, Mm -hmm. uh, was there and he was like, so what do you do? And I said, I'm an actor. And he's like, oh yeah. And I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I I studied acting in college. Like I, am a legit actor. I, and we were talking about playwrights and, you know, Tennessee Williams and Arthur Miller and, you know, and and he's like, oh yeah. So you do know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I'm. I studied acting. It's not just the default. I'm not like, oh, I'm trying to be an yeah. actor. I'm like, no, I'm legit. I've, I'm trained. I know that's this is what I'm here for. So he... It's uh, like saying I'm a model. And what, what did you shoot? And it's, uh... Selfies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Selfies. Uh, so I, I, was, I, got, I was lucky enough to spend the first summer in New York at Stella Adler. And that that helped me. He, like, like, I was introduced to my manager through that. And so she saw me doing the work and, you know, took a chance on me. And she's been with me to this day. And what just remind me what age this was? So I was 20, out of college, like 23, 23. Yeah. I had just turned 23 in New York city. So I was at Stella Adler and that's where I met my manager and she, uh, took me under her wing and gave me a chance. And I've been with her to this day. Wow. Yeah. And oh, so you're still with her now. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you, how did your family feel about you going to New York? They were, they, just like totally yeah they were fine with it yeah Yeah, it wasn't like anything that was like but did they have any kind of idea of what they wanted you to do or were you just like they happy with you no they always supported whatever i wanted to do and they came and saw my my shows when i was in you know high school they came to see some of the you know some of the musicals i did in college and uh yeah i never got any sort of flack like you know you you shouldn't be doing this. You, you said therapies. So that's why I was like, Oh, <laughs> like, oh. well, <laughs> I mean, that's not to say like that There's we didn't have turbulence. issues. Yeah. yeah. We had lots, you know, we had, everybody should be in therapy. It's a privilege. I know it's a very expensive thing. And it's something that like, it's a, it's a very, you this know, episode sponsored by sponsored by better help.com. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I, this is, I was actually doing a, this is back in 2014. Mm -hmm. I did a short film and I was on set in Harlem and it was a, the movie was called Two Days in Harlem. And I'm the only white person 
on set at that moment. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like, it's, you know, the, the, the cast was basically, it was like, it was all black. I was the only person, the white person in the cast. And it was a, a black written, black directed uh, uh, short film. And we're in Harlem and we're shooting a scene where I'm playing a cop and, and there's, oh, no. yeah. yeah, dude, yeah. but you know, but like, yeah. a, like a real cop came yeah. up and oh, like, no, no this, um, this is not like, it was fucking crazy. A real cop came up to the, sh- the set and had his gun drawn and was like oh, no. screaming at everybody and everyone on set, the cast, the crew were like, dude, it's a movie. It's a movie. Like, calm oh, down. Because you were dressed up as a cop. Well, we actually weren't. Here's the crazy thing. We were undercover cops. But, like, that shit, like, I mean, uh, there was 30 people there, all professional, like, with booms, sound booms, like, cameras. There's a fucking camera yeah, guy. Especially in New York, you'd think. So, and then there, when we actually had a real cop on set with us. And this dude runs up and, like pointing his gun at everybody and like screaming at everyone. Everyone's like, it's a movie. Like, dude, calm down. It's a movie. Yeah. And he wouldn't listen to anybody. And then the real cop comes up and says, hey, dude, I'm an NYPD. It's a set. Like, they've done, like... There's a permit. And we have a permit. Everything's fine. Yeah. He was screaming at the other cop. This dude was a nut job. And he had his gun pointed at me for a long time. And... Eventually, everything calmed down, and the guy got yeah no the, the guy like got you know he went away eventually, and we finished shooting the movie, and then for a couple weeks after, I mean like once the adrenaline like went right, down, right. I was like, <gasps> you know, um, it really really kind of screwed me up. Could could have gone a different way. Yeah, I could, and my mom was like, you could have been killed Shot, bro. Yeah. and yeah. and you know my little stupid white ass didn't understand that and yeah. you know the everybody on set was like yeah welcome to welcome to our lives yeah and i was like it oh. it forever changed <sighs> my point of view on like what you know on that issue again like i'm i don't have i'm i know what i look like i know the color of my skin and i know that um it's like the, 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 these are very serious topics and but that that experience really like it, it, it changed a lot of how I saw the world and opened my eyes to like what like what the guy said he said welcome to our lives and I was like fuck yeah so I a couple like a couple weeks after I I really was like I was nervous I was like I was really jumpy, jumpy. On the, I was waiting for the subway and like someone would say you know I'd hear something and I was like oh, I'm not doing good so, um, did, what, what, whatever happened with the other cop? Did the other, did the cop that you guys oh God, was there for you guys just did he was just like, well, he, I don't know, he really like, I mean, he did everything he could. He eventually, like, him and the, 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 the crew, like, eventually, I, I don't know, I don't know. They, they pulled me away. Like, they were like, like, they were like, they took, you know, he, he really had his gun on me for a long time and they were like, come over here. Like, what was the scene? What were, what were you, were you like, we were yelling at somebody to get out of their car. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like somebody told this cop that like something was going down. It's a carjacking over there. But like thing, it's you know? clearly not. Like right. there's 30 people with, like with the boom arms and it's everything like, else. It's like yeah. it's a movie, yeah. dude. Yeah. And we're like, you know, we've got lights, we've got V's. Oh, like it's yeah. a movie set. Yeah. And so he, you know, he was like someone said something was going on over here. I'm like, yeah, we're filming a movie, bro, like yeah. with a cop here. Scoot, you know. Yeah. Uh, and he was just being a, he was, it was the worst. Well, it that's was why the, when you have the permit, they send, if it's on the street, they, they, you have a cop there. 
to they literally did everything they were supposed to direct traffic and, and do more. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did everything that they were, they were supposed to do anymore. This dude just wanted to be. Well, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what his deal was. He was going through his own thing. I have no idea. All I know is that they did everything they were supposed to do. They handled the situation. I had a gun on me for a while, and then after the, like the gun finally like went away, the I adrenaline, kind of, the adrenaline went, went away, away, and I was like. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I, I, I like, st- I talked to a therapist about it and I, you know, my friend said my therapist is really great. So I went and talked with her and then I just kept going back to her and I, I went to see her once a week and, um, and I talked about a lot of stuff and just leaving that office just made me feel 10 pounds lighter. Mm. And we talked about everything. We talked about all this stuff like growing up and this and weird, you know, it, it all goes back to your, your parents. Everything goes back to your parents and how you're raised. And, um, and you learned like a lot of things that I was upset about, the things that I was mad about. I, I just, she just gave me a different perspective on how to look at things and, you know, things that like, why would, you know, why did he say this? Why did she, why did he do that? And it was like, maybe he was doing this because of this. And I'm like, oh, oh. And oh, it's yeah. someone neutral. It's not someone that like, you know, you're talking to your mom about your dad or talking to your, exactly. it's like, well, you're in it. So it yeah. doesn't, yeah. Yeah. And it was great, but yeah, the therapy was really great, and I I need to get back into it. Everyone needs to be talking to somebody neutrally and 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 just like figuring out their stuff because everyone's got shit. Yeah, but that's why we do what we do. We and I write, and that's what, like that was that was another thing for me. So when when so you were acting, you were in you were a working actor. Uh huh. Well, at working. Well, <laughs> working is a funny word. You were indentured servant. No, <laughs> you were, you know, essentially yeah, uh, free freebies actor. work, a free work. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Getting paid with pizza. I, 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 <laughs> like, believe we got me. Lunch here believe for you guys. me. I'm like, <laughs> believe yeah. me. I know. Um, but the, um, what, what did you always write though? Or did you discover that you wanted to write your own, you know? So my, how did you, how did you come across that? So my friend uh, and mentor, Sean Palmer, he is a fantastic actor. And he really, when I moved to New York, he really like helped me navigate that world. And he always told me, write your own stuff, write your own stuff, write your own stuff. So I kind of always kept my ears open for stories that I wanted to tell. And I had read enough scripts that I was, I sort of learned how scripts are written and, and how they should look and how they're structured. And I just kind of got bored sitting waiting for roles to come my way and waiting for auditions. You hear that from actors you hear you know I'm waiting for the right part and your your advice to them is write your own part. Yeah. That was the advice given to me and it was the best advice I've ever been given. It's like no one's going to write that perfect role for you. I mean the chances of somebody writing that perfect role for you are like trying to win the lottery. Right. And so it was like you just take the matters into your own hands and you write your own perfect role and and I wanted to make a short film that uh, where I was the lead character and it, it was like a vanity project and I wanted to show off how good of an actor I was and all that stuff. But then, but once you like, but, but you're, you're, that's every actor though. You're writing a part for you to be at your best because you're at your best. Yeah. It's not a vanity thing. No. It's just you, you it's, happen to be writing something like, that happens to be perfect for you. Yeah. You know? And also yeah. I was able to cast my friends and hire my friends and let them show off too. Right. So it, be, it becomes bigger than you and it becomes something that like everyone believes in and everyone's into it. I'm like, Oh man, like it's like field of dreams. Like if you build it, they will come. It's true. If you just kind of create something, people will, will see it and, and they will believe in it. And then it's like, Oh, now I'm, now I have to follow through with this Mm -hmm. thing because my friend is going to play the, the, she's playing my, you know, this part in the movie and Mm -hmm. he's playing this part of the movie. And I hired one of my friend, my, I'm not my friend. Um, 
one of my college professors to play my grandpa in this short film. We flew him from Florida. It was the it was the coolest thing ever. This man who I've respected and and looked up to is at my house in reading the script. So back it up a minute though, and because we, if people go to your Instagram and, and and see you and everything, they'll kind of see what you're talking about. But tell everybody who doesn't know you. So you were writing this project, right? It's so, called. It was called T County. Okay. Yes. So this explain was, what it was too, because then they'll understand, you know, so what you're talking about. Back in the day, I back in 2014, 2015, I w- I wrote and directed a little short film called T County. That's was, almost ten years ago. We're getting close. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Twenty. We, we were we were talking earlier about how oh my god how time <laughs> seems to slip away very quickly, and if you look at things in terms of 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 units of time you know sometimes you don't realize how long you can dedicate yourself to something so if a career or things that you're doing and this is a project for you that you feel like wow that wasn't that long ago but 2013 2014 i mean it's a year or two away from being 10 years isn't that crazy oh my god so almost 10 years ago oh my god yeah i started working on this short film and uh let's say eight let's say eight so he doesn't have a yeah let's just say eight years ago <laughs> let's say. so so it's so i i just wrote and directed this little country drama and it t was county a, t county okay. which is where yeah t county which is like which is where we call it's what we call tuscarawas county where i'm from in ohio so uh i just wrote this little drama and it was like a 20 minute short film and i was really proud of it and we you know we shot it in my parents cabin and my my it was my uh I wrote the story as like me and then my father and my grandpa and the three of us. And Sean Palmer played my father, my, my friend and mentor, Sean Palmer. So he, he was the one, he played my young father and then, you know, my uh, Mark Brotherton played my grandpa, rest in peace. And um, so, and then Christine Cartel played my girlfriend. And it was a really cool little drama. I just right. like, I just wanted to do something and like make something. And so we did, and we did little sh- little little film festivals, and um, and it was really fun and, and exciting. And then from from, from that idea, I, I took that idea, and I and my friend was saying how I should write a bodybuilding movie, and blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. all this stuff. It's like you need to write a bodybuilding movie, and I had been thinking about it, and then I realized I could take that that short film, and I could make the character a competitive bodybuilder, and uh, and then I took it, and I wrote like the feature length version of it, and it was okay. And then my friend said to me, Brock, this is cool, but like, what's your story? Yeah. And so he's like, you need to go deeper into what you've been through and, and get a little bit closer to you. And I know that it's scary. It's vulnerable. That's very, very like, you know, hard on your sleeve kind of stuff. But I did. And I sat and I wrote and I wrote a completely different story, but this with the same elements, um, the same character, same setting, bodybuilding, you know, and and it turned into something really, really special. Yeah. And so that, at the time, it was called Test, and it's now called Cutting Season. And so over the past, since 2015, I, I guess, yeah, the, the idea was kind of born around 2015, 2016. And then uh, it, it's it, ever, and since then, it has evolved, 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 rewrites, 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 yeah. rewrites. And it's now, you know, today, what it is, reading that first script and reading the script now are two completely different movies, but they still have the same... That core message. Yeah, the same core. The thing about it, the thing that I found interesting about it, and when I, we, we, I, I had known about you when I was in New York, um, just because we happened to work out of the same gym, but I had known about the movie. Um, and to be honest, I, 
we talked about this before briefly, but, um, and you could probably expand on it, but a lot of bodybuilder movies or anything fitness related, it's movies, it's like Generation Iron or things like that, or it's cheesy, you know, nonsensical stuff. Yeah. So this is something that's actually something that is emotional and a drama. It's, it's, it's set in this way, but it's, it's really a story. Yeah. So why don't you expand on that a little bit? Just I, what you what you yeah. what you viewed it to be, what you yes. wanted it to be, because you you have more of a vision than you know just a guy at the gym being like, oh, let's make a movie. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. It, it's this is part of who you are, and I think it's that's what made it kind of a special thing. Yes, uh, I've seen a lot of stuff. We were talking about this earlier. I've seen a lot of films. I see bodybuilders being used as the punchline a lot. Mm-hmm. People sort of write them in to be dumb. They try to they write them into movies to be the 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 you know. The, uh, what was the movie we said was the one that was in Miami? It was um pump pain and gain. Pain and gain. Yeah, and it's, like, fu- it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's fine. It's fun. The, it's 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 very like not. It's an action movie. It's yeah. a it's whatever yeah. you know. Like, yeah, it takes place in the gym a little bit, but it's not that deep. Yeah, it's not that deep. And and. And I've noticed there's like uh, there are other bodybuilding movies that are kind of funny and kind of silly, and and this, just in pop culture in general, like the, there was some commercial where with a body, bunch of bodybuilders and protein. they're like protein, yeah, yeah. Protein, protein, protein. I'm like, oh, God, like this is like what, I, yeah, whatever. And it's, I get it, and it's it, it fits that moment. But what you're trying to do is I that yeah. I see that differently than yeah. like the general population. That's like bodybuilders are very very smart. Bodybuilders are very dedicated to what they do, and they're very, like, they're just, they're, there's more to it than that. It always felt like, too, there's more to, um, th- there's always something behind why they're so driven to do what they do. There's something that they're... It's craziness. Well, that crazy. too, but there's... It's fucking the, crazy. You have to be through a lot <laughs> yes. to really, to put yourself through a lot. They're trying you know, to prove... They're trying like, to do something. It's, it's not just a, oh, I'm at the gym, I want to no, be... something, they're trying to prove something. Yeah. And it's and it is very very deeply and psychological. There's a lot in there that that every a single one has to have something in there that's that's the reason why they're doing uh-huh. it. Every dude on that stage has a fascinating story. Yeah, and there's something going on, and like and that's really really interesting to me. And and like I, there's a beautiful movie called Teddy Bear, and it's a Danish film, and it's about this bodybuilder. Uh, the movie doesn't talk a lot about, it's not about like competing, but he is a competitive bodybuilder and he is just looking for love and he's very lonely and it's such a beautiful movie. And I was very inspired when I saw that. But then I was also Bl- Black Swan and The Wrestler. Black Swan's so good. I have Black Swan. Black Swan, if you have not picture. seen Black Swan, Black Swan is a fantastic movie. Please go put it on your list and go watch Weird it. Weird as fuck, but it's a good movie. It's genius just yeah it's I, just it's just it's so good I, black swan and the wrestler both darren aronofsky movies both of those movies oh, are my yeah, yeah. The, he, yeah. He, he actually darren aronofsky was gonna write a movie natalie portman pulled me in i was like because i love everything she does yeah but but i did not know that was the same person he was gonna write a movie about a wrestler falling in love with a ballerina but he realized that it was too much for one movie so he separated them interesting yeah because he said ballet is like the highest form of art and wrestling is like the lowest form of art you know in general in a general sense black swan is one of those movies that and and, and i'm sure you go through this when you're, you're you're thinking of scenes and how to how to film things and write things but black swan is one of the only movies that i can think of that there's a few butterfly effect is another one too where mm-hmm. it viscerally gives me like an uneasiness totally 
But um, Black Swan, that scene with her pulling the fingernail. It's disgusting. I, but it it's something me, that I've had nightmares. It took me years to watch that scene. I've had nightmares of that happening myself because I always yeah. have those little things. I, 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 I have them right now. Yeah. And I would always pull on them and I'd always, I'd always imagine what if it just kept going. Yeah. And that scene, yep. if, if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert, it's you know, 10 years. But, <laughs> I mean, um, it is one of the most – it's like it's a movie you have to see. Yeah. But there's parts of it that make you unsettled because it, it gets to a human psyche yeah. in a way. There's Everybody's had that. You know those – I don't know what it's called, but there's those those types of things that we all think that we think about that nobody else could possibly think about. And then it's and right everybody there. everybody else – everybody has that, yes. that same damn yes. thought. And it's that's one of them. It's like those that like, – like, you know, like just – Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a very unsettling – Totally thing but it was yeah. so but, but it, it gave you an emotional like reaction a physical reaction too it gives you and that's those are the best movies the ones that give you there's well there's other types of movies but the, for that kind of movie yeah um not only is it visually a beautiful movie and a really interesting movie and a well done movie and well acted and well scripted and wonderful but it gives you a like a physical revulsion like there's a physical like yeah. ugh, you uh-huh. know and it's not gross and it's not it's not a horror movie like a chainsaw or anything no. it's something like that but it's just human just ugh. yeah it's such a weird thing and it, that's that's like a to me it's like a sign of a good drama yeah. it's like a very good unless it's some kind of historical thing yeah it, that's the kind of thing that that really is oof, yeah that, that scene yeah yeah i know I can see it right now but that movie is really like one of my biggest influences. That's such a good movie. That's and, interesting. And that like strive for physical perfection is just like something that we, a lot of us, you know, everybody can, can relate to. And, and whether you're, you know, on that journey or not, like, you right. know, you know, somebody who's done this or, you know, well, a bodybuilder or, you know, there's like a, um, there's, there's a, a, a degree, especially with, with more bodybuilding than anything else. Cause powerlifters, they, 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 they just enjoy what they enjoy and they do what they do. It's not, it's, it's a similar thing, but different in very, in many ways. Yeah, bodybuilding and, and what you do, it's, you're suffering twenty four seven. Yeah, it's not. You're not like eating no. as much as you can and doing all these things. You're like you're 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 suffering for months for an hour. For, we were talking about for like yeah. like fifteen minutes of, yeah. of, of of spotlight, and to do something that takes that much energy and time and and every single thing has to be on yeah. point. And you can also it, there's a there's kind of like a. a I've always found it interesting because in, 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 I, I'm into fitness in a way that's not like that serious, but it, everybody to a degree looks at it and goes, okay, I need a little more here, a little more there. You're like sculpting like a clay, but it's not um, like when I sculpt, I've sculpted before real sculpt, like, you know, for things you immediately can take it off. You can immediately put it on. You can mm-hmm. immediately, you have to kind of have a sliding scale over months and years and decades yeah. of, what looks good, what doesn't. And if you do too much on one thing, then you have to do other things and it takes months to go, you know, it's such a long process. So there's that suffering and and that self, it's almost like self torture. It's it's a, it's a, it's a, (laughs) and so tell me a little bit about that. Like the movie is very much about Mm. that, right? It's very like about the human side of it. Absolutely. And, and that's why, you know, like, that's why I bring up the wrestler is because, I, that's what, that to me the wrestlers is is a perfect movie yeah. it's it, you know you've got these guys that are d- 
doing, you know, the most insane, crazy, they're putting on a crazy show and scream and it's, it's insanity. But then like the lights go out and you go home and it's, what does it look like when you, when you're home alone and how are you dealing with that? And that was to like, you got this big hulking dude, but the movie really, really nailed on the head how lonely and how sad that is and how, how, um, you know, that life can look when the when it's not stage time. And that's, I was so inspired by that aspect of it for bodybuilding. Um, uh, um, that was so, so that's why, like when I talk about, I, I, I want it to, I want the, those two movies sort of really inspired test be, or um, cutting. Those two movies inspired cutting season because, um, it's, it's similar to how insane Nina say Nina wanted to be as a ballerina, how physically perfect she had to be, but also like the, in the wrestler, how, you know, you spend so much time in this boring, lonely life preparing for that one moment in the spotlight. spotlight. Yeah. And, and that's really what, like, that's what I want to incorporate and, and talk, touch on with cutting season. But there's also a lot of other things. There's, we touch on religion and we touch on sexuality and we touch on, um, you know, being like, like sexually exploited and what that's like and, and how far you're willing to go to, to, to support what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And there's, um, substance abuse. There's all sorts mm -hmm. of different kinds of substance abuse and how, you know, how that looks for this person versus this person. And, and um, you know what it's like to be stuck in a small town, and so and there's you know family relationships in there, and um, so we do touch on a lot of interesting things in this script. And it's 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 in a sense not an autobiography, but it's inspired by things that have been real experiences. So you're speaking from a place of, of experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not verbatim. No. But it's but it's it's not also a fake character. No. Either. There are like I, like I love when bodybuilders. It's a good mixture. Yeah. We were having a reading. And I was keeping an eye on my friend who was a bodybuilder when they were like, there, you know, the reader, the, the, the guy reading the stage directions is reading and he's like, he does this and he's cutting this and the body and we go, yeah, uh-huh. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. It's like, if I'm getting the it nods, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was like, he, he was like, yep, this is exactly what it's like. And I was like, I know, like I, that's, I've been through it. I know. Yeah. Like, but I'm glad that he, you know, he connected to that. And I, I didn't want people to, I don't want bodybuilders to watch this movie and be like, this is not how it is. Because I'm like, I know I've, I've done it. I've competed. Well, so it is because I did. So yeah. Yeah. For so like you can't, you. you can argue, but like I, it's, I'm not like somebody who's coming in, who's never done a show. Who's going to just like make it up as, as I, it'd be impossible. You, you can't do that. You, no, you, you would have to even, even historical you know what um, you're talking about. documentaries or, 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 or uh, dramas that, that, that go through historical things and they try and be as detailed as possible. They have like experts that are like paid to be there to be like, nope, they didn't talk like that. Nope. That's not how they said that. Exactly. Word. Nope. That's not how they, they didn't use that fork like that, you yeah. know, things like that. Yeah. And it's, it's, if, when you're an indie film and you're, you're trying to create it from scratch, you don't have the luxury of, of no. hiring, uh, you know, a, a, you got to do it yourself. You do it. So <laughs> it's good that you write what you know, because otherwise, because otherwise, be, yeah, it's, it's, it's fake. Well, it's a movie about NASA and it's, a, yeah, yeah. Know, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. No, 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 but, no, no, no. Um, yeah. but it's, 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 it's interesting to me because I think that it's something that, um, when we connected, I wanted to, to, I wanted you to talk about it and to a degree of what you can share and what you have shared. But I also want you to kind of, I think what you don't realize is that a lot of people out there really would admire and look up to the fact that you, you kind of have blazed a trail for yourself and, and have done it. And so like, I think, you know, what was the process for you to, you wrote the movie, 
which was took a whole year, I'm sure, or longer. Yeah. But where do you go from there? <sighs> wow. So you're, you're basically saying, <laughs> yeah. oh, I have to finance an indie film now. Yeah. You're uh, You're not, it's not, it, it, at least in my position, I have the equipment and I have, I, I would have to find an actor and I could write something, but I would, how are you, you're, you're a different, a different position where you're having to, you have, you have to start from scratch. Yep. And that's daunting to people. Yes. So what would you tell to someone who's like, who, who you, you gave the advice, we'll write what you know. Yeah. And then what? Yeah. It's you, just a script. You, you like, okay, just I wrote it. Now what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is where, you know, it, it becomes a, a question of how bad do you want it? Yeah. It's like everybody can write a script. Anyone can write a script, right. but it's like, you, no one, not everybody can make a movie. And so I, so I wrote this script and I got anyone who I could to read it and give me their thoughts and people who I, you know, when, when you mean by that is like people that people that were, have also written things or actors right. or people writers in or whatever. That world. And, and I was like, you know, I'm an actor. So I, I have, I work with actors and I have friends and I can text people and be like, Hey, you know what we were talking earlier? Like, I'm going to send you this script. I want your thoughts on it. Right. And so I had little read. I, 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 I rented studio space at Shetler studios and I had my friends sit and read it for free. And I, and we all sat and talked about it and they would give me their ideas. And I, I took all those ideas and I, and I, I went back to the drawing board and then I, did a movie called goat in 2015 and it came out in 2016 and that was with james franco ben schnetzer and uh, nick jonas and that was a really really incredible movie about ha uh, frat hazing mm. and i was i was so so lucky to even be it a was part called of that goat goat and uh and it's really disturbing and that was also that movie is also very very influential on on cutting that was, that as was well. around the time when there was a lot of those those deaths and mm -hmm. stuff too right was that kind of that era of that, that that i mean the deaths have been around for a long time yeah like, like frat hazing but, frat but it was getting deaths. a lot of attention yes at, around that time yeah they remember for sure. that in the news a lot yeah. of those uh but but uh the the cinematographer ethan and i became friends mm -hmm. and he the way he shot that movie was so like how i if i was like if i ever make a movie i want it to be shot just like that and so i always like wanted to keep Ethan in my, you know, I, I always wanted to keep him on my radar because I just loved what his work and he's fucking genius. And so, uh, I, what, what, what changed the game for me, uh, was I was telling everyone about the script and I was trying to get these readings and I was just like, just letting people know, planting the seeds, like putting it out into the universe and just like seeing what happens. But what really changed the game for me was I, uh, I came across a camp, a competition, uh, through seedandspark.com and they teamed up with the Duplass brothers and it was called a, it was called the hometown heroes rally hmm. and it said it really was like it was like hey do you have a feature film script that's set in your hometown that's unique and diverse and you want us to produce uh, join this competition and I'm like oh my god this is they're talking to they're me. talking to me like this is it this yeah. is my thing so for the next 30 days, I, I, I ran this campaign and you had to raise a bunch of money and you had to gain a ton of followers. And the top 10 campaigns got to pitch their idea to the Duplass brothers. And the Duplass brothers picked a couple films to produce. Mm -hmm. So I, like a crazy person, try, like, I, like I would stop people on the street and be like, hey, you, open your phone and follow this campaign. I don't know who you are, but you're going to do it right now. They're like, okay. It's like jacked guy. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, follow yeah. this. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. I was like, thank you so much. Have a great day. I was like, like I was on Instagram, I was Facebook live. I was on Instagram live, uh, at 24 seven for the yeah. 30 days straight. Like I was not going to lose this, but 
it gained it that competition took my project from black and white to technicolor everyone now knew about my project and whether you liked it or not whether you wanted to know about it or not you were gonna know about it and so many people responded so strongly to it they're like this is great like this is my story this is oh my god i you know i know somebody who who did this and who was like who's involved like this is great brock i really love this and and so many people like really like i'm not going to name drop people but like people who were like pretty pretty famous messaged me and supported me and i was like oh my god like, yeah. and and so it was something really really special and through that campaign that actually ethan said you know he was like he saw he saw what i how serious i was taking this and he was like i i think this is really great and i would love to film this and i was like you got it dude like i would be happy to have you and he was one of the first people to come sit like the like the the cool kid coming to sit at the nerd table like like he he came in and he was like hey hey professionals come check out this project so he gave and, it some legitimacy yes yeah and he came to Ohio and took photos of the gyms that I was at. And he, like, you know, he uh, really responded to to the like like to the vision that I was kind mm -hmm. of having. And so from there, from 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 there, I was able to build like to to bring on awesome people, awesome people, awesome people. And today, now we have a plan, we have money, and we are uh, working towards filming in November. So. Uh, Today, June third, fourth. Is it the fourth? Oh my God! Is it the fourth? I don't know what day it is. Yeah, fourth. Yeah, I, we shall. We, my fingers are crossed yeah. that we film in November. That is the plan right now. But you know, it's just a plan. But I have faith. Yeah, it's gonna get done. That's it amazing. needs to get done. I mean, that's that's something that's like it. It sounds like it too that you had to get if any discomfort about reaching out to people that's that seems to be the the, the you spot can't. people stop you can't that's where yeah. people stop people, get over it people will sit there and write they'll sit there and and, and dream about it they'll and then they're scared it, to share it but they don't want to share it you know what you need to do you need to sit in a room and have actors read your words and be cringing and be embarrassed and flop sweating because people are reading your innermost thoughts and you get over it yeah or it don't happen don't do it. <laughs> or don't do it yeah. like it is scary it's fucking scary but like your friends are not going to sit there and laugh at you. They're your friends. Like, Mine you know. will, but I mean, but you know, yeah, no, I get it. No, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, you're, yeah. like, come on, like yeah. people, people yeah. they're reading your diary. They're not going to yeah. be like, this is stupid. Like yeah. they're going to be like, this is great, Brock. Here's how you make it better. Well, and I think it's also smart because you, you did something where it's accomplishable. You didn't do like a, it's not some kind of sci-fi thing or something where it's a, I wrote about poor people in Ohio. <laughs> if you want to create a movie, it's, I'm not doing the next arm again, dude. I'm not doing to the like, rust yeah. belt and find, a, I'm not writing Lord yeah. of the Rings. dude. But I mean, but, the, but that essentially is your, your stripping it down and going in more kind of where you came from, which was theater yeah. and doing those things and, and focusing more on the, yeah. the, the human side of it. You don't, it doesn't require a lot. No, there's, to a, do that. there's no special Camera, effects. Some, no. some, some lights and some things, but, but to a degree, but I knew that I was like, not I'm not going to get, effects I'm not going to get $10 million for my first movie. I'm not going to get 20 million for my first movie. Cause you, you, you were inspired by the parts of black swan that you could accomplish. There's yeah. parts of black swan that are a little more yeah. elaborate. The wrestler, the wrestler, same thing. I mean, I don't know what the budget was. I'm sure it was a lot, but it's not. Most of it is pretty accomplishable. It's accomplishable. Yeah. It's like, it's in Jersey. It's set in Jersey in trailer parks and little things and, you know, thrift shops. Like that's, like, if, if you can't keep my attention, you know, that way, then you, you probably, 
you know, I don't, that I don't want to, yeah, then I don't yeah. want to see it. Like, you know, that's, that's what I'm impressed by as an actor. I want to see, I mean, like I want to see on stage two people, two people on stage in a living room, just making me cry. You know, like acting. I want to see the stories, Actual human stories. Acting. Yeah, special effects and all that stuff is great. But like, what's you know, like we gotta go here that's to the down heart the road, of the human. Though. That's something that if that's the icing yeah. on the cake. Mm-hmm. If the story is not there and the human aspect is not there and the the heart is not there, then it's just fluff. Yeah. It's just like special effects, and I want yeah. No one wants that. Yeah. Some people do. I don't. Yeah. Well, when you're starting out, though, you're, this is your first feature film. This is something that you're, you've you've. You know, you've acted in many things, but this is your first, your, your first thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's not unheard of for things to take this long. This is pretty standard. Yeah. And if you can't devote the time to it or won't devote the time to it, then it probably wasn't meant to be anyway. Exactly. And that's the only thing is like you have to kind of recognize that a lot of people, the reason why they don't make it is because they give up. Yep. <laughs> Too early. That's, yeah. You know? Honestly. He's it, on his fourth Diet Coke, essentially. Because don't, you aren't counting that as one. Those are multiples. What, this man's an addict. I don't know what you're talking about. This man's an addict. He's worried about a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was serious. If Diet Coke is watching right now, I'm your guy. Um, yeah. I, I always like, thought they were like Apple. They were like, yeah, you know, we don't sponsor. <laughs> no, they don't. They we don't already need, hooked you. They don't need, have you ever seen a Diet Coke commercial? Wait. No, yeah, you Yeah. Yeah. But they're. More, I, I've seen more Coke commercials. They are Coke commercials. I'm lying. I'm full of shit. But do you need, do you really they don't need, do you see them. a lot of Starbucks ads? Do you see any Starbucks ads? No. They, they already hooked you. They don't need to, to, to sell you on it. They already, your, your brain is like, I need it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, before I got to, to, to your house, I was like, I need a Starbucks. <laughs> and I was like, and I know once I get off the highway, I was like, there's going to be a Starbucks. Starbucks. I, I haven't seen an ad. I haven't seen a billboard. I haven't seen an ad. No. They just popped up and, yeah, you know. They're in there. They're, just wired you. They re- rewired your brain. and all addicted. And now you're done. Yeah. You know? No, that's, that's, uh, <sighs> that is actually really yeah. interesting. No, I'm not, I'm <laughs> not addicted. Yeah. As he said. This is not Diet Coke, though. This is like no, off-brand Diet Coke. Oh, really? Yeah. This is like. Oh, is, oh you know why? Diet it's Kerr. A, we, we ordered lunch. He, he needed to be healthy. Um. And so we ordered some good food, but it's, um, it's like, it's one of those fancy diet Coke. Yeah. It's different, but it's still, it's like a, it's like, it's it, fine. It's on those. It's probably in one of those big things where they have like the old school thing, yes. like the, yeah. the, the, the beer, uh, looking things. Yeah. yeah RC cola or, yeah. Something, or, or something. It's different. gotta be like that. The, the, the craft uh, cola. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like, just yeah. give me my diet Coke. Just give me that. That'll be fine. The, 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 We're not trying to be fancy here. We'll just, we'll just, uh, give you cartons of it yeah just, just a barrel <laughs> just like yeah seriously just, just box that up for your birthday yeah um real. so okay so that's essentially where it came from mm-hmm. that the whole idea it, it started as as t county yeah then it moved to test yeah then what now it's cutting season now it's cutting season <laughs> yes. you brought in people yeah now this is your first time i think being on this side of things where you're having to work with other people Right. You, you you're, you're, traditionally, you're an actor. You're hired for a job. You show oh, yeah. up for the job. You do your job, and then you go. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Do you, do you, you know how how do you deal with all of the extra? Well, I, I guess you know I've been. Have you had to learn how to deal with people? I um. I, I you know I I wrote that little short film T count. I've been. The whole thing 
it's all collaborative. Even as an actor, you are collaborating. Mm -hmm. Whether you know you're working with the director, you're working with the costume designer, you're working with this. So, and especially in theater, I have a theater background. So you know, you really are like in it. You are. It's you like are, a team sport. It's a team sport, and yeah. and I know that. Um, having that theater background is really great because it just gets you out of your head. You're not, you know, you can't be shy. You can't be whatever. If something needs to be done, you go do it, you go help. And, um, if you can, I understand that there's a liability. Sometimes you like, I'm like, I want to go help. And they're like, you need to not get hurt and you need to go over right, here. Right, like, right, right. and that's another lesson you have to learn is like, you are, um, like <laughs> I tell this story. This is really funny. It was my first big movie. It was 2014. And I, I did a movie called the outcast with Peter Hutchings. And it was a great cast. I mean, it was loaded cast. It was like a mean girls. It's on, it's on Netflix, uh, the outcast. Um, and it was like my first movie where they had my name on the door. You're going to get so many people watching that. Movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, but I remember the costume, the, the, the wardrobe crew, they were, the, those girls were, Amazing! They were so funny. And what go, was it about? Was it kind of like a? It was like a Mean Girls type movie, like the nerdy girls becoming the cool girls. So, but, like, but like it was, it was like a high school type. High school. Thing. It was okay. set in high school. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So we filmed over the summer, and it was so much fun. And I played a uh, jock asshole, and and I'll never forget like the one time I was sitting there, and she was like, "Oh, you're sweating. Come here. I need to cool you off." And I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm fine. You know, you're fine. She's like, no, 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 you're, you're, you're ruining you're getting, my shirt. You're getting pissed. <laughs> she's like, you're ruining my shirt. And I was like, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it was I'm not being like, nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, and it was. She was. I'm not saying that like she was. She didn't care about. No, me, but I mean, but she when was she was like, job. I, I was, I almost was like, oh no, no, you don't have to. She's like, no, no, no. It's the no. Pit I stain. do have to. It was. It was like, oh, I need to get out. Like, I need to stop thinking of myself. Like, I'm, I'm being like very egotistical and egocentric right now. And like, there's, there's a lot more. Fine, but I will take a diet coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, like, please. Yeah. But really, like, in, yeah. in trying to be nice and not being a problem, right. I became a problem. Right. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> like that's was, not a problem, but it's, but it's, you, you were thinking of it little, as, as like, oh, yeah. yeah. I thought I was being, I was like, no, I'm not like that. I'm not right. needy. And right. she's like, I need to get into your armpits because you're going to have stains in the next scene. So you're ruining my shirt. Yeah, please. Yeah. She's yeah. ruining, I'm ruining her shirt. Yeah. So that was a really funny moment. And that, that little moment really taught me, it was like, you know, Danny Trejo doesn't, he, I just read this little thing about how he doesn't do his own stunts. And he's like, I don't do my own stunts um, because I'm not trying to hurt myself and shut the production down and have everyone be right. out of a job. Right. And he, when he put it that way, it's like, he's like, I'm not trying to be a cool guy, do my own stunts. Cause that's a good way for, to get everyone like to, to, to shut down production if I break my leg and everyone's screwed. There's, and a, I was like, there's a flip side of that. Yeah. Because that's, that's, you always hear the, Oh, Tom Cruise does his own stunts. Daniel Craig does his own stunts for these people. Um, even if they do have backups, sometimes they do a lot of really cool stunts. And it is cool, but there have been times when they'll break a leg. And now you got to shut down. And you for... got to shut down for three months. Yeah. And it's, it's, like, it's I get, I know, understand both sides. There's, there's two. Yeah. It's like, and, and so, because I understand even, it, I, you know, it makes more sense that the person's really athletic, I guess. It could make a little more sense because... Yeah, I don't Maybe think Danny Trejo is very athletic. Right. No, that's what I mean, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. going to ask, like, someone He who's... might be. He might be surprising. Sorry, Danny. But, but he's on the older <laughs> he's, side. Yes, yeah, he's a bit I, more seasoned. I, I would be assuming they would not totally. do their own stunts. And when they do, I'm really shocked because I'm like, what? Tom Cruise is like you a know? fucking lizard. Yeah, like, yeah. Hanging off of airplanes. Possibly literally. So. <laughs> Allegedly. Joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just get in. Yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, like it is a, it, it, in terms of collaborating, like I'm working with this, with a, my team and that's, that is, um, uh, one thing that I will credit myself is like, I 
you know, you bring in one cool person and then they bring in another cool person. And like, I'm, I, uh, have worked really hard on getting awesome people involved. Hmm. And I, that was, otherwise it don't work. Mm -hmm. So you have to get cool people involved. And, um, so I have been working the past four or five years in, uh, like in a way to bring on people that I know are just awesome. Mm -hmm. And that is something that has made this project successful. You let you bring in awesome people and you let them do what they do and you let them do their job. I honestly, people are like, well, what's going on with this? What's going on with that? I'm like, I don't know. It's their I, job. It's their yeah. job. I, they're, mm-hmm. they're doing, they're taking care of everything. And Delegating. I know, yeah. Yeah. I, totally. I'm like, not I'm, micromanaging. I'm the fucking, I'm just like, I, yeah, y'all have the script that I wrote and just let me know when we start. And cause they're, they are the ones that are like doing the real well, you serious. trust them to do their job. Yeah. If you don't trust them to do their job, then it's a different story. Yeah. But if you, if you trust them to do their job, then yeah. you don't need to sit there over their shoulder. Totally. Um, necessarily. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it's really something that's like, um, you know, it's, 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 it's daunting because of how much work you've put into it. So if someone was listening and being like, you know, this is something I really want to do, you're not going to lie to them. Baby. You're not going to lie to them and no. say, oh, this is no problem. You give up a lot. Mm-hmm. You sacrifice a lot. But like, yeah, that's just, you either want to do it or you don't. And some people come up to me and they're like, hey, I think I want to be an actor. I'm like, well, that's right there is your first problem. I think I kind of want to be an actor. No, 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 no. I either am an actor or I die. Like, that's how you have to treat this. If you, if you can do anything else in the world, go do that. Well, and the main thing for that, too, is because there's so many people that are that, are that or die. Yeah. That you're never going to be. It's just not going to happen. You either 100% in or you're yeah. not. And it's like you can't just. I mean, yeah, like you can, but I don't, it's a hard, hard thing to do. And making a movie is even harder. They both suck. They they suck. <laughs> like they fucking. It's a hard. It's business. a lovingly suck. <laughs> it, it's fun when it's happening. Yeah. Acting, being on set is awesome. Getting to set is hard. Well, putting it together too, because you're having to put together so many things. I don't. People don't realize how many people it takes to make a movie, even a small movie. It and they still don't realize takes how a lot. Expensive it is. Mm-hmm. Like, oh well, you've got this money, you could do it now. I'm like, no. <laughs> so you had to go get no. investors. Uh, yeah, essentially. Yes. And go through that yeah. whole process. And we're still, and we're still in that process yeah. for sure. But yes, like it is not cheap yeah. to do a movie, even a small one, a small one yeah. or music. I mean, how much do music videos cost? It, I mean, it depends, but they can be anywhere from, from, you know, 50 to 500,000 for a day, for a day, for a day. That's the other thing. It's a day. It's one day. <laughs> there are cheaper ones yeah. that we, we. We prefer not to do those anymore, but because they ask for the same amount of, (laughs) that's the problem is that they ask for, for a $20,000 job. They still want it to look like a hundred thousand dollar job. And it's like, well, then that means we have to put our stuff into it and then we're losing. And then, you know, and then there's, especially in music, you know, I've, I've, we talked about this a little bit. There's, there's, uh, we've worked with people in the past and recently that are not only are they, they ungrateful and rude, but they're, But they, you are they, grateful. You are rude. rude. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to use the word clown bitch, but I'm going to say that you're you're takers. And a lot of artists see that's the difference between music to me and, and and film is actors love for the most part love what they do. They love to be an actor. They love the characters. Artists, unfortunately. Um, 
the ones that rise to the top often are there for the fame and the money, musicians and stuff. There's people who love music. They love what they do. They love, you know, they love just to create music and be artists. But it's the system that has been developed, um, at least what I'm noticing more and more with younger artists that I'm seeing, they're just awful. I'm not even, I, I, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> so they're not good people. They're rude. And the people yeah. who do deserve it are, are languishing at the bottom. I know. And it's, it's, it's something that I really am shocked by because I'll see people that deserve so much and they don't ask for anything. They don't say, they, they just go, they put their head down, they work. And then there's people who don't deserve shit and they ask for more and more and more. Talk about how broke they are, even though they're broke because they haven't done anything yet. And expect everyone to just dance around them and do work for free and do everything for them and do, you know, go get me this, go get me that. You aren't J-Lo. Yes. J-Lo can ask for whatever the fuck she wants because yeah. she has money. She has, this is, this is, this is turning into something else. But <laughs> she is, <laughs> this she, is, this is a nerve. He is, he is heated. <laughs> so there, there are people that provide this is a it's, it's it's a concept that's called an economy you you provide jobs for other people because you create income when you don't create income and you just suck the label dry you don't earn anything you don't get anything when you expect to take credit for things that you did not do we had an artist recently try and take director credit from the director that i work with and it's very odd to me that you think that you can just take credit for something that you didn't even do when people tell you no you do it anyway but i mean it's the reality though is that that you have these people and this is why i respect actors so much more most of them um because they're they have a love for what they do yeah right yeah. they have a love for their talent and their craft and and other industries have been warped a bit they, you know, you get warped by views and TikToks and you get warped by how many streams you get on Spotify. And yeah. It becomes very, um, it's like not about the music. It's anymore. not about it anymore. It's yeah. about just, just, oh, you know, it, it, it becomes dead. Yeah. And it's a business. It's a, it's there's a no, in, there's no indie artist out there at a label. They're, they're either doing their own thing and just enjoying their life. And, and those people aren't making music videos really. Yeah. Um, so you're in a unique position because you have this love for what you do, yeah. but you've expanded it beyond that. And that's, what's I think really interesting. That's what I really admire because yeah. it's, you have, um, you know, you have, you, you have a, a, a opportunity to tell your story. Yeah. Act your story. Yeah. Reach people that maybe have been through a similar story. And that's like three really cool things. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm grateful every day that, uh, that people have, have, have seen what I'm doing and want to help make it happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, and that's like another thing when I, when I hear people talk about being self-made, I don't, I don't understand that because there's no well, who it depends on who's saying that. Well, yeah, but like, like the concept of being self-made, it's like someone had to help you along the way. Right, right. That's not a, no man is an Island. No mm. one is self-made. Like you can come up with the idea. You can work really hard, but for, 
I don't know. Like, I feel like 99% of the time, someone's got to take a chance it takes on a you. village of some sort. Yeah. Right? You can't, even if like you, like you could come up with an amazing product, but if no one buys it, then you yeah. are just some well, doing and, the product. And sale, self-made too has been kind of warped in a way that, because self-made used to mean like I started from working class and I've built something. That doesn't mean that you didn't have help or you didn't have connections and yeah. people you work with. It just yeah. meant that I started from... A lot of people now are Humble saying they're, they're self-made and they're starting from, yeah, you know, their parents are worth $300 million. Yeah. It's like, well, you, you're not really. No. Like, I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's your life and that's great that you yeah. succeeded with what you did. But but if I were sitting there having a conversation with them, I'd be like, no, you, you had a lot of help. Yeah. And that's, you know, yes, you're the face of whatever you're doing and you worked really hard, but like... Yeah, like I don't, you know, I. Yeah, yourself made Annie at a TV show. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah. And then that's the thing is like, it's like someone just with cat, like, like you are an amazing actor. Yeah. But unless someone casts you in something, ain't nobody gonna know. Mm -hmm. And that's my problem. I'm, you know. Yeah. No one's ever casted me. No one's ever cast you in anything. And I'm fantastic. He is good. An Oscar level. Mm -hmm. Truly. Yeah. Truly. (laughs) It's, but it's gonna be a talent that I take my grave. Just. Let it go. I'm the, I'm the opposite of the coin. I will never put that work in. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to. <laughs> I, I will not to. be having my friends make fun of me at a reading. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. There's going to be. No. no, but I mean, that's... that's. You've well, never had your friends make fun of you at a reading, and it shows. They make fun of me anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't need it then, too. Yeah. No, but there's there's like... You, you, you have like... Um, you have all this uh, experience now, though, because when you do film this movie in November, hopefully, October? okay. So when you do film it in November, yeah, um, yes, yes, we're, yes, we're filming in November. I'm like, Putting it right, out of the universe, strike two, let's yeah, go, yeah, rock. <laughs> you're filming in November. Hello, I'm like, okay, um, yeah. When you do film it, then, um, you know, and once you get through it and it's released and it's out and people love it, yeah, the next thing you do will be better. Yeah. Because you have all of this experience oh, and you totally. have these connections. Yes. So in the sense that you are self-made in the sense that you have, because I, I, I'll push back on that and say that you are self-made in the sense that you are the one who's driving the ship. Right. I, it's just semantics, I guess. Right. It's, like, that's it's completely I, from where, like, like you said with yeah. therapy, it's where you're looking at it from. Yeah. It's not a, oh, I'm this, you know, hot shot. Yeah. It's saying, but it's important because to me at least, so many people would have stopped at the reading. They yeah. would have stopped at just writing it. They would yeah. have written it, maybe not even finished it. Yeah. And if people are listening to you and, and want to hear, certainly there are going to be people listening to this or listening to you yeah. and wanting to be in your shoes, have a movie, make your own thing. And they need to know how much work it's going to take. Yeah. And either prep yourself for it or stop dreaming about it if you're not going to put the work in because it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's never going to happen if you yeah. don't put all that work in. Mm-hmm. And so you've only given me a fraction, I'm sure, of all the ups and downs and things that you've gone through <sighs> and setbacks and, and, and things that have gone well. I'm sure there's been things that have been great, but I'm mm-hmm. sure there have been setbacks and many people would stop. Yes. So and That's just not an option. Though. It's important, though, for people to hear that because yeah. I think especially with social media and things on Instagram and they see the successes. They see all the, sure. you know, move to LA, 
doing filming in October or mm-hmm. November, filming, you know. But no, yeah. But, but don't like, see the, the. They don't see me like having to deal with with things wait, not working. Waking or, up in the middle of the night, like, oh yeah. my god, <laughs> you know, like it's totally one hundred percent. It's really fu- it's really interesting to see. Like, yes, it's a total. It, it's it is really crazy. You really do like, like I remember recently three things that I filmed came out around like a, a month and a half of each other. Mm-hmm. And they were like, man, Brock, you're killing it. And I was like, I filmed those things one year apart from each other. This thing filmed three years ago, two years ago, and one year ago. I had one job three, you know, like like th- th- a year apart from each yeah. other. And they all kind of came out around the same time. And people saw that as like me crushing it. He's just crushing it. Yeah. It's like, man, you're, an I'm like, you're just doing all this stuff. And I was like, not really. That's, no. that's how it looks, but it's not. It's yeah. really like... It's a lot of dead time. And people in that position, if they were put in the same position as you, maybe wouldn't be as willing to continue. I mean, I've been in that situation, and I know. I mean, I've been doing what I do now for, well, I mean, I've done different things for different longs. But let's say I've been working in this industry for nine years. Mm-hmm. And the amount of free work, you know, dead-end projects, things oh. that I've put work in that never came out. Totally. Things that wasted my time. Yep. Things that... Um, you know, ended up being different than I assumed things that I regret doing or things that I wished I did differently, but also just plain amount of work that I put in that never went anywhere Mm -hmm. would be enough for most people to want to quit. And I think I'm lucky that I didn't because now I'm in a position where I feel like things are starting to, it's like right there. I don't want to be like, you know, but there's things are going in the right direction. Yeah. Finally, yeah. out of that, uh, I always joke. It's like Candyland with like the gumdrop muck, whatever that thing. It's like you're stuck in yeah. the. You're, it's like I'm almost there. I yeah, get over here. And that is something that you know I think a lot of people give up on because I've explained to people before. I, I'll like at least when they ask me, oh, how do you do this or how do you do that, and I'll, I'll tell. I'll, there's no secret. I'll tell you exactly what I do. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, you can see the light, like, kind of like, yeah, dim leave. a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, that's not really what I want to do. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if you don't have that, then just don't bother. Yeah. Do something else. You, I'm sure there's things that you'd love to do. Yeah. But it's not this glamorous thing you think it is. It's not just red carpets and, yeah, and rap parties. Yeah. That seems to be all that ever gets, is, you know, imagined. Yeah. And I'm sure you could speak to that for actors too. Just strict actors, people who just want to act, that they don't want to create movies, they just want to act. Yeah. That's also difficult. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I'm just too, I'm too much of a, a perfection, perfectionist. I'm, I'm like a, a control freak. I'm like somebody who just, I can't, some people can kind of just like, you know, it'll happen. You just, you just keep doing the thing. I'm like, oh, I need to do stuff. I need to make things happen. Like, do you I, get that from your mom or your dad? My dad. Okay. For sure. Yeah. My mom is so chill and my dad's like, we're going to do this and yeah. we're going to, you know, start a business and all this stuff. Cause you had said that you're, everyone is their parents. So I, was I am my father. If you're, if yes. you're 100%. I wish I had the calm, cool demeanor of my mother. I have the, uh, intensity and I have the, like the, I don't know. I don't know what it is of, of my, my father is like, the go getting in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like he's going to do this and he's going to start that and he's going to, you know, he's going to get you hyped. You leave my father, like you talk to my dad, you're going to want to start a business afterward. You're going to like, I'm, I'm going to get on a new diet and start a business. I like, want to start a movie. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> just seriously. talking to you. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that, that is something that, um, 
it's it's a it's a good thing you passed on. Yeah, totally. Intensity. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. You you want is your your mom being more flow with the go, is flow with the go. Yeah, it's always my I always mess it up. So I just stuck with <laughs> we're gonna it. flow with the go. So I just stuck with it. But that that's like you know, that's a, that's a that's a good trait. But for what you're trying to do, the intensity is good. Yeah, because I, a lot of people wouldn't go up to people and ask them to follow them and follow their thing. And <laughs> that's that's not no. Yeah, you're your mind. Yeah. Or do it in a way that's like not, I mean, like like there, there are once. crazy people. Yeah. There are crazy people out there that will do like, you know, some, some effed up stuff, but you gotta like, you gotta just walk the line. You gotta toe the line of like, you gotta be a little crazy. Yeah. You gotta be a little crazy. Not, not like, ooh, crazy. Well, hey, hey, hey. Like, we're, fun we're, we're not talking about psychotic, like, no, yeah, that's not You're not trying to, you don't, <laughs> you don't want to be about, like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Um, but that's the same, like, that's the, that's like, that goes back to bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. You gotta be a little crazy. Like, if you wanna be a successful bodybuilder, you gotta be a little crazy. You gotta be, like, not afraid to get people stare at you at the gym when you're screaming because you're squatting so much. You gotta like not. You not can't, even that. You're on stage in front of a crowd. You can't, you're gonna walk on stage in your underwear. Yeah, in your underwear. And less than underwear is pretty. Skimpy. He is pretty small. Yeah. And it's such a an exposing. I mean, you are literally just exposing your entire body. Yeah. And it is it is something that just. And not only that, you're standing up there with people who possibly look better than you. Totally. Yeah. And then oh my god, going backstage it's in the worst competition. Nightmare. You're like it's, you feel real good about yourself, and you're like, I'm going home. Like yeah. I see this guy. He's he's gonna win. Yeah. I, he's I, I've already just lost. I've, I haven't yeah. even gotten on stage and I'm going to lose. Yeah. It's, uh, it is awful. It's an awful feeling, but then, you know, some guys have it and they're like some guys some, and, and women, some men and women, um, fucking feed off of that shit. Mm-hmm. They love that shit. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. That, that, um, dieting and starving yourself. Some of these competitors, it's like a masochistic thing. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. And I, don't <laughs> like I'm crying to my coach. I begged my coach to let me quit the last competition I did. I was like, if you, if you tell me that I don't have to do this, I will go to McDonald's in right in two minutes. Right and he was like, you're doing this. And I was like, but <laughs> okay, fine. How do we work this into my program? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do we- <laughs> oh my God. That last competition I did that my last prep was so hard. I could not lose weight. My body was just holding on to this weight and it held on to my, that's like, you have to make weight mm-hmm. or you don't go on stage. And uh, at, at least in classic, classic physique, because it's height. Mm. They go by your height and your weight. So if I'm, I'm five, nine and a half. So I, if, unless I am like, if you're five, nine and a half, you must be under oh, 197 okay. Okay. or you don't go on stage. Cause like, it's just, you know, it's not just weight. It's not just like, you know, um, it's proportionality. It's, it's yeah, it's height and weight. So if you are this height, if you are between 5'10 and 5'11, you must be under this weight. Hmm. And so uh, for classic physique, yeah, I was like, if, if you're not under 197, go home. Right. So uh, yeah, I was like 203. Have and I was on that. Have people just left. I'm sure. I don't know. I've never seen it, I've never witnessed it. But because um, that's, that's even tougher to go through with it, knowing that this is just. 
Yeah, that's seeing how I, someone and just being like, well, but, but well, that's how I no, no, no I've, I've never seen anyone go home because they were like third. Yeah, like yeah, I've never <laughs> seen it. Like every, you know, I still people still go on stage. Like you've gone that far. Yeah, you're gonna go. You on get stage. your individual. You're moment. not gonna leave after yeah. like just because there's a guy that looks better than you. You want to. Yeah, but you just don't. You want to. Um, I'm sure someone you've has. committed. You checked in. You're yeah, like them. you spent that much money to get, enter this competition. Well, you have to spend money to enter them. Yeah, it's not cheap. Oh my god, bodybuilding so it's, expensive. It's, it's one of the most expensive not well not the most expensive but it's you spend a lot of money and the payoff is not if you are i will say though if you are a trainer it's a good investment mm-hmm. because you can charge more mm-hmm. people you'll get more customers you'll get more clients people will see that and they will well you'll get go, specific clients too you'll get people who want to do that too yeah and charge more. you'll get you'll get one of yeah. you'll get body people that want to do shows or you'll just get people that like see you know how mm-hmm. fit you got how shredded you got and they say I want, I want you to, you. I yeah. want you to help me, you know? So it is, it is an investment if you are in that world. Um, but oh my God, men, for men, it's expensive for women. It's 10 times more expensive. Why is that? Be- I, because women get the fucking shit under the stick in every aspect of life. Like it's like, Oh, men literally walk on barefoot and the little speed. Yes. Yes. Women, it's a whole thing. They expect them to have hair done four inch lucite heels. Their hair must be done. Their makeup must be done. Their swimsuits cost five hundred to seven hundred dollars. What? No, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Those rhinestone. Those? Go- yes, dude. They are not cheap. It's a. It's so shitty. Women will spend a thousand dollars for that day, and a wow. ma- and a man spends. You know, it, it is also it's expensive. It's not cheap, right? but but, it's, it, but, it's but not we are literally. Like, it's a joke compared to what the women have to do and how much they prep and like they have to get their hair done. And I'm. Dudes are fucking bald. <laughs> they do nothing. They walk, on, they walk on stage literally barefoot, and these women are like in heels. Yeah. Like they're. I always almost... notice the hair thing. I never noticed the heels being all the same. Though that is true. Oh, they're I like yeah. There was women are up up to here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so they like they it's so have. It's like what did Ginger Rogers say? It's like I do everything that Fred Astaire does except backwards and in high heels. heels. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's just that. It's like it's just a it's a hard hard thing to do. But it is very rewarding afterwards to have that photo of you on the wall. Oh, yeah. Looking, yeah, yeah, yeah. looking your best. Your pos- the best you could ever fucking look is a really cool thing to have. Yeah. So that's what you do it for. You just do it for the fun. You do it to celebrate afterwards. You go out and you eat every, you know, every taco and burger you can find. And, and, um, and then you just like. Now, your doing this movie so this is kind of why you've been you had said before that you've been because of covid and everything else you've been kind of staying in shape for the movie yeah so you had been you know thinking oh three months from now okay nope three more months no no three more months i've been physically preparing for this role for a long stringing yourself along for a bit yes but will you continue to do it after that's a good question i get that question a lot and i think once we're done with cutting cutting season, I think I will sort of ease up. Just and, be fun bodybuilder. Yeah, fun, like yeah, fun. like you know, and I'll still train my clients and everything, but I don't, I won't put so much pressure on how I, how much space I take up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't be, you know, eating so much, and I do want to, you know, slim down and not, you know, I don't want to limit myself with roles uh, in terms of how big I am. And my manager and my agents are always like, "You are too big," and I'm like, "I know, I know." I'm that's, that's the point. I know. I promise you. I swear to God, it's gonna slim. I'm gonna slim down. It'll go away soon. Let me do this movie. 
I know how big I am. <laughs> like, I, I know, I know. Well, Trust you to, me. Yeah, especially it's with, gonna go away. With actors because tend they tend to be on the shorter side. You're already on the taller side of many actors. Not all of them, because some can be. But you know, I I know some actors that are like, I know many actors who are in their you know five six five seven. So you're two inches X. taller and, bigger, <laughs> yeah, and you're bigger. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's I know that two inches on camera is a lot. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. And there's. Nowadays, it seems to be there's more in people in the six feet range, but like yes. there, there's there's I'm pretty short compared to like these the you know the younger the dudes the, I'm going up against for roles I'm like stuff, God damn, these fuckers are tall six four but but yeah. but I I know a lot of them who are you know in, in the five seven range and but when you're skinny in five seven and then you're next to a five nine guy who's bigger than you yeah it's, it's like short sure. substantially yes it just it just the contrast yes totally so yeah. i'm sure they will be happy when you're done with this movie yeah yeah yeah. and how I, long will it take you to film are you expected to film probably four four to probably five weeks that seems like that's good yeah i thought you were gonna say months i was like no oh, no, no 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 we're gonna shoot quickly um and we're probably gonna film right now we're talking about filming in pittsburgh and mm -hmm. making it look like ohio we'll get some we'll get some outside shots of exterior ohio shots, exterior yeah. shots but like pittsburgh has a really great film you know, t film tax incentive, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, we my one of our producers has a lot of connections in Pittsburgh. So you want that kind of that um, midwestern cold, bleak feel, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're There's doing a, it in October. Yeah. November. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's really yeah the the November the will films be, you know that. Gray, that look, that gritty, cold, kind of, yeah, gray, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, like there's a lot of industrial, you know, in that in the northeast Ohio and in Pittsburgh, there's a lot of steel mills mm -hmm. and rundown factories. But there's also a lot of green. There's a lot of woods, and, mm -hmm. and it's it's such a beautiful textured, uh, you know, exterior sort of outside place. And that's why I've always wanted to film my movies in this area, is because there's something special about that spot and about. about you know what that what that looks like and um and that's why i filmed t county in northeast ohio the you know test or uh, cutting um, cutting season is set in northeast ohio um the next script that i'm working on i wrote i wrote a script um called pitbull and that's also <laughs> set in northeast ohio <laughs> so i'm just gonna make everything in northeast just do ohio. everything in pittsburgh yeah, yeah exactly yeah, just yeah. everything's in pittsburgh yeah uh, that'd be good i mean you know yeah you can make like a, you can make like a trilogy that's kind of my like <laughs> i mean like yeah, you kind of want to have a, a certain vibe to your project. You want to have a certain aesthetic. You want people to recognize. I mean, like Quentin Tarantino. You're watching Quentin Tarantino movie, and you know it's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Um, you know, you have these different directors that just kind of like this, the thing. You know, like they they have their own style. Style. Mm -hmm. And so that's just what I what I like. That's that's what I know. I always love how like saturated his stuff is always like it's film, but it's very like Technicolor yeah. looking. And yeah. Rich and, and yeah, yeah. It's neat. So yeah, I like that. Those are the kinds of like, just you really do. You write what you know, and yeah. what I know is Northeast Ohio, and I know these stories, and that's just kind of that's just what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Sick. So you're always thinking of the next thing. Mm -hmm. So after like this, you have plans for Pitbull. Yeah, I, you know, during during COVID. Uh, the world slowed down mm -hmm. a lot and I had this time that my was I spent like six months at my parents house and I had nothing but time and I would go and I would get on my bike and I would just bike around the neighborhood and just it was so 
it was so, such a rare moment to just like not be thinking about what's going on in New York, what's going on in LA, what's mm-hmm. going on, our auditioning's already, and like nothing was happening. Well, because every, it was almost like everyone was forced to stop. So you we weren't all, missing anything. There was yeah. no FOMO. Yeah. And it was, um, it, was, it was amazing. I don't mean to say like, Sorry, it, it was. wasn't, no, that aspect of but, it was yeah. amazing to not feel not like I dying. had to do it. Nobody's yeah. saying that. Yeah. No, no, yeah. No. <laughs> use, some, <laughs> use your brain. It, no, <laughs> see, not, you know. But yeah, just, you know, yeah. I, I know that that's not everybody's experience. Everyone was like, oh, while you were having lovely bike rides, I was saving lives. And I'm like, I, I, yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes, but but the, I took that the time. The majority of us were unemployed and had nothing to do, or were not even allowed to do anything. Yeah, I, I'm not a nurse, and I don't know how to yeah save lives. I did my I part. I would make I, it worse for you. Yeah, I did my part by hanging at my parents' house yeah. and going I on did bike what I was supposed to do. Yeah. And you know, so so I had this time to sort of th- sit and think about my you know what I wanted to do after after cutting season. And I was like, I'm just itching to write. I'm itching to like, cause, cause there was nothing really more I could do. You weren't with... pulled anywhere. You were just able to sit down yeah. and write. Yeah. And it was great. It, it was, was a great a... moment. I, I learned a lot of new techniques and retouching and so it, because otherwise I was going to go either insane Yeah. or, but you know, like if, if it was right now and I had nothing to do, I would be like, oh, well, you know, there'd be something pulling me somewhere. It was a, a moment where despite everything else, it was uh-huh. something where I, okay, I can make the best of this. Yep. And come out exactly. of it a little better. Exactly. Yeah. And I knew I was like, after the, out, out, out of this, I want to ha- come out with another script. Yeah. And it's like, if I'm gonna be hanging out doing nothing for this long, I need to be doing something. And so I, uh, I do a lot of work with, um, uh, you know, dog rescue. I'm a big dog rescue advocate, and so that's why I knew my next script was gonna be something like that. And so I spent a lot of time thinking about what the, the kind of story I wanted to tell. And, um, and who, you know, who, like who the, the characters were and what, what was going on. But I, I came up with a script called Pitbull and I, uh, it's basically the short version is there's a high school wrestling, co- you know, a high school wrestling coach, um, finds a Pitbull and saves, like it's been left to die. Yeah. He saves it. He pick, he takes it home and he's got his, all of his own issues. And so the dog, uh, and him bond and then the dog goes missing and uh it's a he has to kind of go and find the dog but it's much more intense than the way i don't want to give away too much but that's yeah, the yeah, premise yeah. guy's trying to find his dog so you you've yeah. kind of uh, that's something that I, I knew about you just from seeing on your instagram anybody that goes there will see you're really passionate about dogs mm-hmm. and rescues mm-hmm. so where did you develop that i guess as a child i was around a lot of rescues and How um come? My parents, uh, my parents, my, my, my dad would take rescue dogs from the shelter and train them to be, uh, adoptable. Oh. So, yeah. So that was a really fun experience. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have my own, I have a lot of very strong opinions about the way that dogs are treated and breeding and all that stuff. And I just, I, I think there's a lot of things that go on behind closed doors that people don't know that, um, that I really that really like, um, it's like, I can either sit here and get, get mad or I can do something and help. And yeah. so I, a few years ago I, I fostered a dog and it was the fucking best thing I have ever done in my life. Hmm. Not like, like hanging with that dog for three weeks and finding it a home was the best feeling Ever and I cried my eyes out the night the, the night that I took him to his to his forever home. I cried so hard, but 
it's like when you know it's like people like oh i i how do you foster i could never do it i'm like well that's why dogs die in shelters yeah yeah like how sad for you i almost got to uh like a week ago two weeks ago i almost got one she actually got adopted so it was oh good but it was it was a a second husky and i was like i think i'm gonna keep her oh my god it was adorable oh my god i'll show you later she's adorable it was like and i saw her and i i I sent to to, uh to uh, a few people just (laughs) sent to several people Mm -hmm. And um, was like, not like, I didn't put a caption or anything. I just sent it, and it said like, you know, needs foster, needs rescue, and I, and then I had the, the eyes, the two eyes, like, uh-huh. and I was like, like testing the waters. They were like, you know, we're gonna be gone, right? I'm like, but, 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 it's only a month. Yeah, and I can keep her for the rest of her life. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but um, she was. They, they were re- they re- they reached out to me like a, a couple days later. And um, she was a similar age husky to the one that I have. Yeah. Uh, brown and white. Yeah. And he's gray and white. So super, super cute and blue eyes and gorgeous. And um, she wrote me in the morning and I got back to her in the afternoon. And by the time I got back to her, they had someone adopt her. So oh, I'm like, okay. I was like, well, that's fine. It's a, yeah, I was it's like, sad, but good. Yeah, very, it very wasn't, good. It wasn't a problem. It was just, yeah. I was like, oh, but I almost had gotten attached already. Yeah. I hadn't even like met her. And I was totally. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It was adorable. Yeah. It was just like she. I think it was a she. Yeah. It was just like, oh. Yeah, yeah. And I already have a boy, so I was like, well, I could get a girl and we have fun. And it's like they're like, you know. Yeah. I was like, just didn't. It didn't. The timing didn't work, but it was. It was just funny. I was like, oh, I'm go. Oh, I'm gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you for know? sure. Yeah. Are you? I'm gonna. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no foster. Like like I fostered a few dogs, and I've I've um. Uh, it's just yeah, it's the best thing. And then uh, you know I I got. I lived, I, I moved to Ohio and then I was at my parents' house so I couldn't foster and I moved into an apartment where I wasn't allowed to have dogs. So I would go, I, I started a little YouTube channel called Brock and the Dogs where I would go to the shelter and I would do videos with dogs and it was the funnest thing ever. It was so, it was so fulfilling. Um, so, you know, as my life progresses, as, as time goes on, I want, I want to foster again. I want to, I want to move. My goal is to like live in a place where I can have a dog, yeah. and and be able to bring you know foster and find them homes because it's a fun. It's so fun to just like have this new experience with a new dog, and you know it's been in a bad spot and like just to to you know to have people. I don't know. It's just it's just a great it's just a great feeling and 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 a lot of people will be like. You know, like uh, how can you do that? I'm like, you you have kids you in college. What? Do what? Like hang out with a dog for a month and find it a great Wait, home. They it's foster like, human beings. Yeah. So it's just people. I think people think they're being cute and they're being funny, but I'm like, I I kind of take this. I take this very seriously, and you know, I, I it's like if you can if you can raise a child for 18 mm-hmm. years and then send it off to college, you can hang with a dog for a month and find it a home. Yeah. You'll be fine. I yeah. promise. You'll be so sad for So are they asking how can you do it? Why are they asking that? People say, no, no, no. They mean like, like, oh, how could you foster a dog? I'd get too attached and then I would have to cry. Like, I'd, I'd have to do this. Like, it's like you're already coming up with excuses to not foster. Right. So like. Because I could see it being a difficult moment, like you said, when you have to give her away. But she's yeah. also going to a, to a, someone it's, who's keeping her. You so know it's a good that thing. from the beginning. That's so, the yeah, whole point. Yeah, 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 So, But people just like, people, people But they're really, giving themselves an excuse. They're all, like, they're just, people don't under it's like there are literally dogs in shelters sitting 
in prison mm -hmm. for doing nothing. Mm -hmm. They're just sitting there because someone fucked. I'm gonna get so heated no, no, right now. No, no, no. Go ahead. And if anything, oh. because I'm probably gonna feed into it. Because yeah, no, I don't want. I don't want to get hyped. If anything, though, it's because the people who took them in the first place weren't prepped to have a dog. No, it happens to, to huskies and all kinds of high energy dogs all the time. Yeah, they think, oh, it's cute, and then they, it's too much work to take it for a walk for an hour. And that's, yeah, I have a, yeah, I don't want to, like, I will, I, I really will. You're going to have your even, own moment. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't want to have a moment, but, but yes, no, I think, like, I just, I'd rather than get all hyped up and everything, I just, I just want to encourage people to go, go to shelters, even, even if you're not, I, like, I can't have a dog, I can't do this, it's like, go to a shelter and go play with them, go spend an hour sitting, taking a dog for a walk, go give it some love, do, you know, foster a dog for two weeks, whatever, be, you know, you don't, it's like any little thing helps because there are so many dogs uh, and cats and other animals, yeah. horses. There are, there are people, people will like hoard horses. It's amazing how people throw them away too. I know. Let me see if I can drink my Diet Coke. Yeah. It's, but it's yes, a, it's but incredible. I, but I wrote this script, this, this script um, called Pitbull as a way to sort of like take all of that stuff that I got going on in here and just, and, and to just like with, with bodybuilding, with, with cutting season, it's like, I'm just got to tell an important, a, a story that's important to me yeah. and, and, you know, see if people respond. And, and, um, and so that's, that's what I would like to work on after cutting season. You know, we were going to make cutting season. I know it's going to happen. And then I want to do it again. Like yeah. I, I just, I just want to keep doing this. Yeah. I just want to keep making films. So that's what I am. That's what I'm working on. I mean, it's all sounds amazing. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Thank you. After you film it in November. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's sick. Cool. Why don't you tell everybody your full name and how to find you? And uh, My name is Brock Urich. I really am just on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I do, at Brock Urich. B-R-O-C-K-Y-U-R-I-C-H. I don't... I'm on Twitter. I have Twitter. Brock Urich on Twitter. I don't do TikTok and I don't do... What else is there? I don't know. Mm. That's it. Yeah, Instagram, Instagram, and Twitter. Facebook's for like sixty-five plus now. Yeah, so. no, we're not doing Facebook. Not, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, no, no, no. Once yeah. they got on it, we left. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bye, bye. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, right thanks. Back. You can, yeah. you can, you know. Yeah. So sweet. Well, thank yeah. you for sitting down with me, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. No, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get out of here. All right. Cool. Bye, guys. Bye.